Welcome to On Arrival, the Traveler's Podcast. We're your hosts, KT and Jordan. Throughout our 20s, we've lived and traveled all around the world and fell in love with exploring new cultures. Here at On Arrival, we interview some of the world's most eccentric travelers to hear their original and authentic stories. We hope this show inspires you to take your next trip. And that when you land, you have a game plan. On Arrival. Drake Day. What's that? And it's Drake Day, certified lover boy. This album comes out today. It does. <gasps> what it's time? It's supposed to. Do you know what time? Is it midnight? Yeah, it's well. So it'd already be out. Right. Wow. We we'll record see. this on Thursday. There's no secret there. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Time shall tell. I know I'm just gonna love it. I love everything he does. Okay. He can easy. do no wrong. Stop. <laughs> Okay, cut. (laughs) We should go into the conversation we had at the bar in Austin. No, that's not. (laughs) Okay. I think they were a little worried about you. They were because I love Drake so much. Yeah, it was a little. They were like, uh. It's fine. Drake and I don't expect you guys to get it. (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't. (laughs) I'm just sure he doesn't. Anyways. Let's just talk a little bit about Austin. I mean,. We did record an episode as soon as we got home highlighting the trip for you guys. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. It was great. Austin was awesome. We love Austin. It was gnarly. You thought that word was weird, but it really was. Well, Austin is weird. No. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) Um, I'm going to look up gnarly. What's the actual definition? Very good. Excellent. It was both of those things. I really enjoyed it. I've been to Houston and Dallas, and Austin was by far my favorite. Like, no competition. My order goes Austin, Dallas, then Houston. I probably agree. I think Dallas is a little bit more grown up. You know, it's a little bit more serious, Mm -hmm. but it's still cool. Yeah, I think Austin is a great place to go, especially right now. There's been a lot of businesses and startups in San Francisco that are moving to Austin. So if you are just out of college, I think it's a great place to be. For sure. And the one thing I liked about Austin a lot, and I don't even mention this in our episode about Austin, so you're getting a gem here, but I just felt like the whole city was just a piece of art. And I I know that sounds weird when you hear it, but you got to see it. Like, there's street art everywhere, like murals everywhere, just painted, like everywhere you look. And I also thought it was very like unique that so many businesses were like local one-off like brands, right? Like they were, you didn't see a lot of change. And so it made it feel like it was just this like very unique, like, I don't know, patchwork of like yeah. collage, like you were going to say, like. Yeah, I really and it seemed like they really accepted and embraced creativity and Mm -hmm. artistry throughout the city. So it seems like a really accepting place. So we liked it a lot. Yeah, they didn't just. It's almost like they pushed it to the forefront. Like like they celebrated it. You know, so that was cool. Anyways, enough about Austin. Like you'll get the rest on the episode. Exactly. So let's move on to listener questions. Uh, Don't forget, you can submit them if you visit onarrival.com. And just submit your burning questions. Like we said, we are running low. We have a few weeks lined up, but just do it. Send us your question. We want to answer. We want to know what you want to know. We want to hear from you. If you want to just send us a positive message, you can hit the contact form or you can just reach out on Instagram, you know, DM us. 
Tell us what's going on. Ask us a question there. Yep. On Arrival Travel is our handle. At on Arrival Travel on Instagram. So let's get it. What's the first question? First question comes from Sarah. She said, at what point did you know that traveling with your spouse was going to be a lifetime <laughs> hobby? <laughs> you know, I think for us, it's a little different where it was more of a work-related commitment that forced us to travel together nonstop for work as well as play. I think for me, I didn't really like get into it like you did. I still don't think I get into it like you do, but I didn't really like fully appreciate it. Like the first few years that we did travel and that's crazy because we lived in Italy and France and Greece. And I feel like those years, like it was kind of like a burden. Like I was just like, Oh, like I'm tired. You're away (laughs) from family. I mean, it takes some time to get used to being overseas and missing things that are happening in the U S right. And I do feel like we did take that time for granted a little bit. Right. And now we like fully embrace the overseas lifestyle. But I think also you rubbed off on me in a way because it started when we were in Slovenia, like we went everywhere And like, that was really when I started to be like, oh, like, let's go and do some stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Because you would fight me. Like, I remember in France, we lived in Paris and I would have like full itineraries for us because that's Mm. what I do. And you would be like, I'm too tired to do that. I don't want to (laughs) walk. That's my point. Like, I definitely, it definitely grew on me. I'm going to give you credit there. You started being more willing. And now you're telling me like, yo, chill out. Like, we got enough on our itinerary. (laughs) I know. That's really funny. But I how think for for me, that's when the, it I really realized was probably that year in Slovenia, which would have been 2017, 2018, when we first started really getting out. That's when we went to Venice, we went to Trieste, we went to Zagreb, we went to, um, you know, we were in Slovenia, we went to Bled, we went all all these different places, Bostoina, and we really like traveled a lot more and got out and saw things. That was kind of when things changed. Mm-hmm. We saw everything there was to see in like Slovenia, really. And, and now you're stuck with me for life. That's right. And I, you know what? And I'm so grateful that you have pushed me to, to do this more because, I mean, it's an amazing world out there. So And you can't let, let things pass you by. No. You just can't. Moving on to Jennifer's question. She said, what are your top recommendations for places to visit in the fall months, specifically September and October? We got to plug our home state of Michigan because Michigan is kind of fall. I mean, like you don't get more fall. You got the trees, the beautiful leaves. You can go to the apple orchard, pick your apples, your pumpkins, drink some apple cider. I mean, it's perfect for fall. Am I right or am I right? You're definitely right. There's so many good places. Um, Somewhere we're going this weekend is Blake's Cider Mill, which is in Armada, Michigan. I think that's how you say it. I could be wrong. I should know this. I'm from Michigan. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really well known. So we're going to their Sunflower Festival there. I mean, Michigan in the fall, that's what people love. That's what people live here for. That's what people look forward to. I'm going to have to bring this point up because it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Michigan also has great wineries and it's the fall. So there you go. Make that connection. Make a trip out of Traverse City. That would be great. There you go. So we got to plug that first. But let's talk about some place that you haven't been. Where would you go? Hmm. So somewhere that I debated when we were planning the Austin trip was between Austin and Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, that one keeps popping up everywhere. It keeps popping up. 
And I think we mentioned it on a previous episode, but yeah, it's the perfect fall destination. The weather's in like the high 60s. Of course, it's a south. There's great food, beautiful fall colors. I hear they're like some of the best. Yeah. And then you can go onto the Blue Ridge Parkway. And this is like, I think it's like over 400 miles long. And you can look out and see like the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Smoky Mountains. So that would be like super scenic and fun to do. And then there's a ton of like hiking trails. You can go for walks on the urban trail, which the urban trail is cool because it has historic landmarks along the way. So you get to learn some history as well. Yeah, a lot of national parks and then kind of the same things that Michigan has to offer. The um, apple picking, pumpkin picking, corn mazes. Can't forget the corn mazes. Haunted houses in Michigan are great too. Yeah. But yeah, it's a perfect place to go in the fall. So I definitely see us doing a trip to Asheville in the future. Okay. All right. If I had to pick one, Mm -hmm. I would pick Seattle. Now you've been, but I've never been. I've been in the fall and that's a good pick. Two words. Sweater weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I am definitely a uh, fair weather kind of person. I don't like super hot. I would love like the the breezy, cool weather there. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes get some rainfall. I mean, who doesn't love shorts and a sweatshirt? Like <laughs> that is like the best feeling ever. Not only that, but you can get you some pumpkin beer in Seattle. Um, there's a lot of little uh, nice parks and gardens to walk through. I mean, I just honestly, I just want the vibe. I'm I'm really I want to go to Seattle anyway. Well, Seattle's like the perfect fall vibe in itself just because it's like kind of moody. Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of always moody in Seattle. You get me? It is moody. And, you know, that kind of speaks to me a little bit sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely does, especially today. Um, Anyways, (sighs) we want to know also what are your fall plans? Yeah, tell us. Where are you going? Yeah, give us some ideas. We'll probably still be in the U.S. until the end of the year. So, Tell us where you're going. Tell us what you're doing. If you know, we'd love to hear about it. Just send it to us via DM. You guys already know at On Arrival Travel. There we go. All right. Let's talk travel. Let's do it. So I think the biggest news this week as far as travel goes was the European Union is set to basically ban non-essential travel um, for U.S. citizens. Man, I was watching this story like a sneaker drop this week. It was like everybody <laughs> kept debating and speculating if it was going to happen. You know, it's kind of like the, the Drake album. Like, is it really going to happen? We don't know. So that's, And then like all of a sudden it's just like, wow, they did that. They did that. They really did that. So the EU has removed the United States from its safe travel list officially. Just because we have so many cases here in the U.S. Yeah, but you know, there also was some political motivation behind it I was reading because mm-hmm. the European Union for months now has been frustrated that they removed or they had added the United States to their safe travel list and the United States never added Europe to theirs. And so they were kind of like, you know, what's going on, bro? Mm-hmm. We want to come there. And so they kind of were just like, all right. I'm sure that's what the EU said. What's and going on, it's bro? It's Slovenia, so they definitely said it. <laughs> say it in Slovenian then. What'd they say? Brate. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I could do for now. That was pretty good. <laughs> but the yeah, spot. the announcement suggests that vaccinated travelers will still be permitted into e- EU member countries 
but it is up to that country to make yeah. their own restrictions. It's just a recommendation, honestly. So it's still like it's not like you can't go to Europe now, and it's all over, it and you're by doomed. Country. Yes, it, but and you might not be able to cross borders, etc. So there's a few different. I mean, Portugal didn't change anything. They were like, "Yo, show us a negative test." or proof of vaccination and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And then there's Bulgaria that added us to complete red list. They're like, no. Yeah, banning all non-essential travel. So Italy somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so Italy is requiring quarantine for unvaccinated Americans. So if you want to go, you don't have the vaccine, you don't have proof of your vaccine, you're going to be in quarantine for five days. No ifs, ands, or buts. And then if you're vaccinated, you'll have to just show proof um, that of your like vaccination card or a negative COVID test. Yeah, so it's all over the all over the map. Mm-hmm. You see what I did there? I saw that. Um, and you know, just check if you have plans to go to Europe. They may not be affected, but double check. And again, a lot of these airlines and stuff are flexible. So mm-hmm. and then get the, on it early. The CDC um, is also recommending that if you're not fully vaccinated against COVID nineteen, you should avoid travel at all. Like, don't go anywhere. At all. Yeah. You're grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. See what I did there? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Nice. Um, let's talk about Hawaii. Yeah. So this came up um, through, uh, over the weeks, these past few weeks, just how Hawaii's been slammed with tourists. And they're actually doing something now to reduce tourism now and moving forward, even after COVID. So the state officials are working to reduce the amount of tourists in Oahu in a number of ways, but they're trying to get it to a sustainable level. So that means they will control the number of accommodations available on the island, changing the use of land and zoning. The number of vehicles that are allowed, like rental cars. They're going to be restricting how many people can actually be on the island in a number of different ways. And they're going to start charging a tax, a fee that will go towards regenerative tourism. So some things will change and it I, I'd imagine it would increase the mm-hmm. cost of vacations in Hawaii. Oh, for sure. But the plan isn't going to take shape right now. It's going to be rolled out like like for three years uh, or something until years, it's yeah. full, in full effect. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's it's a positive thing for Hawaii. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even when we went to Oahu for a honeymoon three years ago, I said like, wow, I'm happy we're not like here for the whole time because it's so busy here. Right. And just like, you couldn't really like enjoy Hawaii. So it's really, it's what's best for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. KT, what's the best trip insurance? I don't know. Yes, you do. Trip stacking. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of work. Why don't you tell everyone That's what it is? Probably the best insurance policy you can have. So people are doing this thing called trip stacking, where they book multiple trips for the same time period. Okay, and how it works to put it in simpler like terms is even more simple, I guess. Is like say you're booking a trip like international, and then you pick like a safe trip and you book them at the same time. So if the trip you really want to go on, which is probably like the international one, you don't want to stay local or go to like Florida or Mexico or something doesn't work out, you still have a backup plan. Right. So I mean, trip insurance, right? And then what you do if your trip gets canceled, 
or you you know your trip gets affected, let's say, whichever one you can't take or don't want to take, you just postpone at no cost to you. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll go summer 2022. There you go. That, I mean, that's a good way to take advantage of all these flexible change policies. I just can't imagine like making reservations for two destinations at the same time and then reading all the fine print and oh being like, oh, okay, can I cancel up to what date and keeping track of that all? Yeah. I don't know. Trip stacking sounds a little intense, guys. I think a lot of people did this with travel agents and mm. maybe they make reservations closer to, tr- to leaving, but it does sound intense. Like we just did two itineraries for ourselves for different trips. I can't imagine having done four. Yeah, it was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Just like planning a whole trip and then be like, eh, never mind. Yeah, later. We'll do that later. Um, (laughs) Last but not least, we want to talk about TSA. Because if you're not following TSA on Instagram, what are you doing with your life? They are hilarious. Like they have dad humor. I think their bio even says like dad jokes or something. Well, I'm glad they're funny on Instagram because in real life, they're they're not not funny. funny. They suck. (laughs) Sorry, TSA. They don't suck. eh, They're doing their job. eh, I mean, sometimes it can be annoying. Like the lady that told me, you can drink your protein shake if you go back through security and drink it on the other side of the line. That's not TSA. That's the individual with a power trip. She represents TSA. So sorry. So you don't like Michelle or whatever her name was. It's not that you don't like TSA. Anyways, follow them on Instagram. (laughs) They recently did a highlight of a raw chicken that was spotted on the luggage carousel. Was it someone wrapped? was, was like it in a package? Someone no, it was just like sitting on the carousel. Oh, I don't know. No way. It was literally in one of their stories. How does stories. that even happen? It fell out of someone's bag, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very fancy chicken. Yo, who is putting a chicken in their checked bag? <laughs> a raw chicken. <laughs> They have chickens everywhere, bro. You can get one when you land. I know, but maybe not that type. I don't know. That was a grass-fed... Super chicken. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that ties it up for today. There you go. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of On Arrival. We've had so much fun recording these episodes and sharing them with you every week. If you like this episode, share it with somebody. And don't forget to subscribe to our show, On Arrival Podcast, on all podcast platforms. We would really appreciate it if you would write us a positive review wherever you choose to listen. And look for us on social media at On Arrival Travel on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're looking for more episodes, you can always head over to onarrival.com.